Hello there. This is Wale Olulano, the presiding apostle of Harmony Christian Ministries. I'm happy that you can join us today in our podcast. I pray today's message will encourage, edify, and illuminate your heart, wherever your circumstances may be. Please relax and enjoy. It's going to be an awesome day today in Jesus' name. Turn in your Bibles with me to Numbers chapter 13. Numbers chapter 13, we'll read from verse 25 quickly. Numbers chapter 13. This is our future leader service. And I'm so excited to be here today. I know God has a word for someone. Numbers chapter 13 from verse 25. We're going to read to 35, Numbers 13. The Bible says, And they returned from spying out the land after 40 days. They returned after 40 days. I can put that 40 days to just mean the number of times that you have gone out and you have been locked down. You've been away from church, away from work, from wherever you normally would visit. But the Bible said they returned. You are returning. In Jesus' name, you are returning to your place of relevance. You are returning to the place of your being sent forth. In the name of Jesus. It will not be said that you went out but you never came back. I say you are returning in the name of Jesus. The Bible said in verse 26, it says, Now they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron. And all the congregation of children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran and uh, at Kadesh. They brought back word. They're gone out on a project assigned to them. And then they brought back their findings. And they brought it back to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. So when these folks returned, they returned with, with evidence. We actually went out, we gathered the data, we did all our feed work, we did all the research, all the stacks are all together. Here is the proof that this business is possible. Here is the proof that we can make it. Here is the proof that there is a future for us, we are young people. This business is going to fly, we know that. And then they said, they, they said then they told him, we went to the land that you sent us. It truly flows. With milk and honey, there is potential in this business. And this is the fruit. Nevertheless, nevertheless, you got to be, you got to watch out for the nevertheless that people bring to you. There is prospect in the relationship, but nevertheless, Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. What were you thinking? You were thinking the competition is not going to be Steve? You were thinking it's just going to run all over the whole place and there's nothing for you to fight for? The people are strong. The cities are fortified. The stakes are being raised, my friend, for every level that God wants to bring you to. But you must know the greater disease that is in you. That who is in the world. No matter how hard, no matter how many people have been in that profession before you've got as called you into it, there is a stronger grace for you to succeed. It doesn't matter how many products of the types that are in the market, there is a place that God has reserved for yours. The people are there. 
He said, I saw the sons. He said, he said moreover, the descendants of Anak are there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. The Canaanites dwell by the sea. And along the banks of the Jordan, he started listening to various kinds of businesses, various kinds of people who have gone ahead and who are occupying the territory. And you can see that these guys, they did their market research. They did the project. They did all the data finding. They did everything well. They found out where the possibilities are, all kinds of products that existed, all kinds of relationships that existed, all kinds of things that were there. But why they were saying all this, there is an undertone that we have no chance. There is an undertone that God has no plan for us. Everybody has taken all the miracles that are available and we had no chance. Everything is gone. But the Bible said that there was a guy, two of them. But in this, in verse, 20, in verse 30, he said then, Caleb quieted the people before Moses. I was thinking about how to tie to this two-part message. And one of the titles that came to me is the two that made a difference. Caleb, he quieted them. And you must understand that in the face of people spreading bad news, God has given you a voice to make a difference. You must understand the reason you were also given an opportunity to spy the land, to be alive in this season, in this time. The reason why you survive is God wants your voice to make a difference. You can't say that, well... You know, I'm just going to keep quiet because there are more people who believe it's not possible. I'm just going to keep quiet. And, you know, what is my voice against 10? The Bible said he quieted the people. Caleb said this is not the way to do it. I can, you know, reading this passage, I can think about a lot of things that, of course, we read the scriptures and we can gain wisdom that mistakes other people made before us. Because... If this was to be a leadership training, and I will be saying to Moses, that when next you want to run a project, you don't present your data in front of everybody first. You got to have a committee that looks into it. Because in, in information management, he made a mistake here. Because not everybody can handle facts in the same way it was put. Not everybody can handle situations and understand how to how to manage some information that can weaken people's faith. You want to do something big, you have to look at the risk factors and who are the people you want to expose that to. So Moses, I guess because he believed, well, God, God, God is taking us there, and that's true. God may be taking us, God is taking us there, he may be taking us there, but you have to understand people's level of faith are different. So he asked the committee to present their fact before the whole congregation. And these folks, they abused their opportunity that was given to them. The fact that you are given the microphone, the fact that you are given responsibility, the fact that you are made the leader in your department at work, the fact that you got that job at work does not mean you should misuse it. The platform is there. The light is shining on you, but let it shine on Jesus. They felt that, well, I'm just going to say it as it is. Because you said it as it is, look at the thousands of lives that were lost in, in the wilderness. Hundreds of thousands of lives. Because you said it as, it as you felt. I'm just going to speak my mind. 
So the Bible said, this one said, let's go up at once. Let's go up at once. That's another title I could have thought of. In verse 31. But the man who had gone up with him said, we're not able to go. What are you talking about? We can't do this. Have you not heard there is COVID? We can't do this. We can't go to Concordance phase two. There is COVID out there. Businesses are shutting down. This is not the time to get married. This is not the time to build a house. This is not the time to dream another dream. You can't start that business now. People are shutting down. You're talking about starting. We're not able to go. But they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report. You need to ask yourself, what kind of report are you giving? What kind of report are you giving about your church? What kind of report are you giving about your family? What kind of report are you giving about your... They gave a bad report. The bad report of the land which they had spied out. Saying, the land through which we have gone as spies. Now, please note this. They went out as spies. Now, when you go out as spies, you don't announce yourself. Am I correct? Spies are normally supposed to be, right, spies. So the, the land we went as spies is that it divorces inhabitants. So let's look at the content of their report. They already told us that the things are possible in the land. But they said the land divorced its inhabitants. How did they know that? Was it possible that while they were going around, did they see the land eating up people? Right? That didn't happen. And all the people whom we saw in the land were great stature. They said, all the people. Is that possible? Everybody they saw was a giant. You need to be careful when people give you reports to listen to what they have not actually said what they are saying. They said all the people. People exaggerate their problems. All the people. So when they got there, everybody was a giant in the land. Now it's possible they saw some giants, but not all the people. Sometimes people say, you know what? <laughs> this day is not worth getting married because all marriages are just having troubles. This day is not, it's not easy to start a business. All businesses are collapsing. This day is not worth going to church. All pastors are liars. It's not worth doing business with you. Everybody in that country is fake. Now, when people use all, be careful what they're talking about. Everybody from that church, they hate me. It's impossible. All the people are great stature, liars. He said, and we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak. They came from the giant. Now watch what the guys are saying here. He said, we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. Did they stop some of the giants and say, sir, 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 excuse me, what do I look like in your eyes? How did they know what they looked like? Now, the fact is that they told us the location of various places in this land, which means they traversed the whole country in 40 days and they survived it. And nobody found them out. They went through the whole length of the COVID, they survived it. Through it, they were going out. They were going to work. They were serving in the community. They survived it. That is something that you have thanksgiving for, isn't it? 
At another time, two people went onto the same project. In one day, they were found out. Did you remember that? These ones, 12, went out 40 days. Nobody found them out. They survived the COVID. They survived the attack. Where are someone else just went out, just shook somebody's hand, and they came back with COVID? Are you listening to what I'm saying here? Instead of them appreciating what God did for their life, at the end of success, they failed. That would not be your portion. I won't survive this far. You will not come up with a bad report. It's amazing to me how people can't see what God is doing in their life. You've come through the worst of troubles. But you didn't see what God did. And then they now said, we can't go. The God who sustained you, who protected you, why don't you think that same God will protect other people? Now, some of you may recall many years ago, I think in uh, 76, a movie called Rocky 1, 2, 3. I actually had to watch that movie to remind myself, watch part one, remind myself of some facts there about two weeks ago. Now, for those who didn't remember Rocky, the story of a, of a young man, uh, a rag to Richie story of Rocky Balboa. This chap lived in Philadelphia. Uh, he was an un uneducated chap that um, saw himself as a champion, as a boxer. And um, his roots was uh, from Italy. So he, he, he named himself, actually gave himself a nickname, the Italian Stallone. Now, what happened here is that uh, this guy, he, because he really didn't have a lot of opportunity to fight, so he, he made ends meet by also working as a debt collector. So when he was not fighting, just fighting in clubs. But he saw himself as a champion, so he kept on training himself and he kept on working outside. In other areas, he got opportunity. But one day, an unusual opportunity opened. A window opened to him that the heavyweight champion, that time his name was Apollo Creed, gave him a chance to fight him. And what is interesting about this is the story of Rocky. When you understand it from the natural point of view, many of it actually resonated to biblical principles, which I want to share, particularly with our young people. Apollo Creed was not in the same level at all with Rocky, but an opportunity came. And I want you to understand something that as long as you keep on walking in God and you believe God, time and chance will happen unto you. Whatever the thing is you're expecting God to do, you keep on believing, you keep on walking in that line. God, excuse me, God will make a way for you one day in the name of Jesus. When the opportunity came, Apollo Creed felt... I just want to beat a local guy. Just want to earn my living for the day and go. But what he didn't also bargain is that Rocky also had a plan in God. Because God has plans for everybody, every single person. In that first fight that they met, he met with Creed. Nobody gave him chance to actually go beyond the third round. He was already being told that, you know, third round. He himself was thinking, yes, third round, but I'm just going to fight anyway. So when it was third round, 
Rocky felt, no, I'm not going to give up on third round. I'm going to keep on fighting. So he kept on fighting. People felt, what's going on here? You were meant to stop on third round. No, he kept on fighting. Sixth round, seventh round. By the ninth round, his face was so bloody. He could hardly see. But it wasn't only Rocky that couldn't see. The other guy too couldn't see. Because the fight was getting really serious. And I want you to understand that why the enemy is hitting you. And you are hitting the devil back. He's thinking, what kind of stubborn individual is this person? Someone here is not about to fall flat on his face. In your praises, as you are praising God. As you are lifting God's name. As you are saying that God, Jesus, Jesus. You are the one, Lord. Your voice breaks every mountain. It tears down every situation in front of me. As you are lifting up the name of Jesus. The devil is defeated. He is backing off. He's backing up. And so Rocky was fighting. And the people were thinking, what is going on here? You are fighting against a champion. And so his trainer said, Rocky, when next you fall to the mat, please don't get up. He was afraid for his life. But Rocky said, no. I'm not just going to stay on the floor. He will get up and he will be doing like this. And he's trying to fight. But every blow, and he's dodging, and he's getting some. Then the, man, the manager said, I'm going to call the fight. He said, nobody must call this fight. I'm going to fight to the end. My dear friend, it's not over till it's over. You have to keep on going. You have to keep on going. In your finances, don't, don't stop. As long as there is life in you, keep on trying. Keep on dreaming. Dream another dream. Dream another dream. Dream another dream. You may have fallen down. Get up again. The righteous will fall seven times. You will arise. That's what you must do. That job interview, you may have flunked it. You may not have got it. Get up again. Write another application. Put in another offer. Believe that God is still with you. Keep on fighting. He didn't look like it, but Rocky kept on fighting. My dear friend, Rocky got to the end of the match. 15 rounds. It's never been done before for anybody to stay on with the undisputed champion. But he got to the end of it. And in the end, the judges gave the match to Apollo Creed. Why? Only on point basis. But I'm coming to that point later on. So, uh, now, what is it that, what, is, what was the gain to, you can sit down for a second. What was the gain to Rocky? Rocky, as far as he was concerned, it was a success story for him. The success for him was, he went all the way. Somebody here is going all the way. In the name of Jesus, we are not of them that turn back unto perdition. We are them that believe well unto the saving of our soul. You will finish your course. You will finish well. You will finish on top. You will finish singing. You will finish pressing in the name of Jesus Christ. He got to the end of it. If somebody has asked Rocky, did you lose that battle? He will say, no, I didn't lose. He kept on seeing himself as a champion. And that's who you are. You are getting to the end of this one. That story. I want to keep your eye on that story as I begin to unfold this passage. Let's begin by reminding every one of us, everybody, that when you were born, whether you were born royal, whether you were born in some kind of thick forest, whether you were born wherever you were born, there is greatness in you. Everybody was born with greatness. Greatness. You were made in the image of God. There is a unique dream God placed on the inside of you. 
when you were born, whether it's a silver spoon in your, in your mouth or a wooden spoon, whatever the thing was, whether they knew the color of your skin or they guessed it or they didn't guess it. My dear friend, I want you to understand there is greatness on this side of Don't listen to the devil. Don't allow anybody to say anything different to you. You must not talk yourself down. You must see yourself as there is greatness. Somebody said there is greatness on the inside of me. That's what it is. Last Sunday, what a word Pastor Ronke preached to us here. Awesome, awesome message, the unwavering lover. One of the points that she made is that God will never leave you without anything. There is nobody that at any time God will leave you without something. There is something in you, you must find it. You must understand it. You must say to yourself that where God, maybe this is why you have created COVID for such a time like this for me. This is true of your dream. It's true of your purpose. It's true of your relationship. There is a plan of God for you. And you don't have to travel far to find it. There's something in your life that God has put in there. Now, it is possible for somebody else to have gone ahead of you. It's possible for the people you know to seem to have something better in your eyes than what you have. Maybe they had a helping hand. Maybe somebody gave them a lifting start. Maybe they, they, you know, it's like they were born into some kind of affluence. Now, that doesn't mean you don't have something. They may have had a helping hand and had a, an early start, but my dear friend, if you keep at it, you will get there too. You may have started from the third division. And somebody is playing in the, in the premiership. My dear friend, if you keep on playing well, somebody will find you. Somebody will pick you. Your business is coming from the back end. It's coming to the front. Amen. You may have started in the living room. You are coming to the major hall. In the name of Jesus. The brothers of Jesus Christ, they said to him, that with this kind of miracles you are performing in the house, people like you, they have the main theater. And he said, there is a time. I, I want to say to somebody that is a time for your vision. It's coming forth in Jesus' name. It's coming forth in Jesus' name. I remember many, many years ago, this is when we were in Easter, I used to say to uh, Dele, Dele is always talking ideas. I, I say Dele, all these your 20 million ideas, one day it's going to hit into something big. You have to find understanding that they are not just seed. God is dropping in your seed. I wonder whether the guy sleeps at all. You know, as all this thing is always making you talking ideas. And I know that. That when God creates a person like that or people like that, the reason is because there is one idea that will hit stuff. Receive yours in the name of Jesus. Receive that opening. Receive that grace. Receive that moment in the name of Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter how many leagues are around you. You are going to keep on going. David, the champion killer. You know when he woke up one morning, he didn't say today I'm going to kill a champion. He just got up to go and deliver groceries. But all the time, all the days of his life, he also never saw himself as a loser. So every single day, David prepared himself. David got himself ready. What is important for you to understand is every single day of your life, carry yourself with the mindset of you are a leader, you are a champion, you are going somewhere to happen. So when your opportunity comes, you are not saying, can I go home first and prepare? 
When your job comes, you're not saying, can I go and write my CV? I have a CV right here. I'm just sending it to you. I have a product right now. I have an idea right now. Give me a PC. I will solve this problem right now. In this interview, can I write a letter? I'll do it right now. I don't need to go and study. I am prepared. David got to the war front and he saw an opportunity and, and he said, why will I go back home? This is my chance. This is my moment. Church, I want you to understand that God has prepared you for such a time like this. We don't need another 25 years to get ourselves ready. Our moment has come. Our time has come. We are moving forward. We are shining God's light on the face of the earth. Not just in Dagenham. Not just in London. We are taking over. Another thing for you to know about the making of champion is there is a season of insignificance. Season of insignificance. There's a time when you are not yet a household name. There's a time when nobody really knows about you. Nobody is patronizing your product. There's a time when it seems that there are more goods left in your store than the ones that were bought. When the phone is not ringing as much, more empty chairs than the ones that were occupied. There's a time when nobody's talking to you. There's a time when it seems like every man walk past you or every woman just said to you that you are not relevant. It's a time of insignificance. But God allows that to be in the life of a champion for a reason. At that time, the champion wakes up in the morning. That's the time to keep up your discipline in place. It's a time to master your art. It's a time not to lose your head. It's a time not to get into scandal, my dear friend. It's a time for you to hear the inner voice of God more than the loud ovation that is outside, which could drown the voice on the inside when you become somebody. In the time of insignificance, it's a time for you to understand God is getting you ready as a church for you to know the value of a soul. Not a time where you just feel like so many opportunities, so many people, and you've forgotten how you got here. Every champion has that moment. Every champion. You know, for Rocky, that time when he was insignificant, he would ordinary cigarettes, people would give him only half. There was a time he asked for a cigarette from somebody. The guy couldn't give him a full cigarette. He gave him the one he was already smoking. And when, when Rocky walked away, he brought out a full one from his pocket. I said, ah, look at this guy. Now Rocky became somebody he wanted to associate with him. In the time of insignificance, people don't even want to keep your number. It was a time that we, nobody knew us in this borough. But now I go into meetings. Not everybody knows me, but they know the name of the ministry. Can you understand? And I like it that way. I like it that way when you don't know me. But you know what I do. The Bible tells us in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1. It says for every thing there is a season. For every purpose on the earth there is a time. There is a time. You don't have to begin to talk yourself down. In the season of insignificance don't say no, we, don't, we don't matter. Nobody cares about us. No the future is prepared for you Mr. Champ. Miss Champ, the future is yours. But what you do today, how you carry yourself today is important. Don't wait to the future before you begin to call yourself the champion. See yourself as one. Call yourself as one right now.
Rocky called himself the Italian stallion. Even when he has not yet been to Italy. He called himself. So they asked him and said, who gave you the name Italian stallion? He said, I gave myself. Jesus Christ is the greatest champion of all. And the Bible tells us that after he came back from the wilderness, one day he came straight into the temple. He opened the book. And the Bible said he found where it was written concerning him. And he said, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. You see, he knew what was written about him. You must know what's written about you. You begin to call yourself what's written about you. This is extremely important. Why? Because lack of public significance of the champion should not be taken as lack of purpose. Lack of public significance is not lack of purpose significance. Your purpose is significant and don't begin to think, well, what I've been called to do is not relevant. Another important secret of the making of champion is during this period of lack of significance is the time for self-motivation. You might not have a lot of people around you, but you have to wake up yourself. You have to motivate yourself. Rebecca was motivated. That was why she was found. She was not sitting at home. Nobody knows. No trouble. No, 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 no. She was going about her father's business. And then she saw a man that had lots of donkeys. The man, donkeys were all dying now. He said, can I help you? And then she gave water. Are you listening to me now? She didn't do it sluggishly. She didn't do it like a person who needs some to be put on life support machine. You must understand that your ability to survive the season of insignificance is what will make you to live long enough to enjoy when it eventually happens. Rocky never saw himself as a guy who was down. So he was living in one room apartment. Another important thing about the champion. Every champion has their moment of fear and doubt. Even though you are a champion, there are moments of fear and doubt. And what you do with that moment is important. You don't begin to confess fear. Confessing fear does not make fear to go away. The fact that we have this situation, talking about it does not remove it. You must learn to open your mouth and say something good. Open your mouth. The Bible says in Psalm 91 verse 10, He said, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide and I will feel it. Open your mouth wide and I will feel it. The Bible said in Proverbs 18, 21, it says that death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat the fruit thereof. So what you are saying with your mouth is important. What you say with your mouth actually is, is bathing or it's quickening the day of your breakthrough or lengthening the days of pain. Every champion must understand that your mouth must connect with your heart belief. 
your mouth must connect with your heart belief. No point in saying, I'm a champion, I'm a champion. But you are going around and saying, you know what? But you know, nothing good is happening in my life. You know, nobody's giving me opportunity to fight. No, you know, you keep, you keep on saying evil stuff or running things down or running your business down, running your church down, running your family down. You might as well change your name to a loser. No. We see you at the top. You must be able to see yourself that you are more than this. I am at this. I'm going through this season, but I am passing through it. I am not living in this. There's power in your tongue. So the words which you speak now, they are powerful. They are powerful. In 2 Kings chapter 4, verse from 1 to 7, which we've read many times, you know the story of the, the widow that came to, to, to the prophet. She cried out. She said, my, the creditors have come to take my two sons. Many people don't understand that by keeping your mouth sealed, keeping your mouth sealed, when you need to speak out, there are things you need to speak out. Actually, it prolongs your pain. My dear friends, you must know that your case is never closed until your mouth is closed. You must learn to speak out when you speak out. Some people just do hmm. Depression begins to set in because they have not even shared their need. There is no point in enjoying depression. Living in depression. Talking about a need is different from confessing negative things about yourself all over the place. The woman said, they have come to take my son. Do you know if the husband had spoken out, he wouldn't have put the family in that situation. But if the woman didn't cry out, the children would have gone too. You can create prosperity, you can create good health, you can create success with what you are saying with your mouth. So also can you perpetuate poverty and lack. The Bible says in Psalm 32 verse 2, it says, when I kept silent, my bones grew old through my groaning all the day. I kept silent, but the bone, you don't see the bone, the bone is inside, but the bone was growing old inside. Bones speak about your strength. I kept silent. You must understand that there is, a, there, is, there is no way that you could press into a new realm if you don't begin to speak it out. Because it's inside you. Speak it out. Say something. Amen. Paul and Silas in the darkest hour, the Bible said at the midnight hour they said something. That's why when worship is going on, yes, it's great. Enjoy the music, but you need to be speaking something in worship. You need to say something into the atmosphere. You need to prophesy what you are expecting. You need to learn to say things in worship. Not that somebody is saying it on your behalf. When Paul and Silas spoke something in their darkest hour, the Bible said the foundation of the prison shook. As you prophesy, as you speak out, the foundation of your pain, of your trouble, of the thing that's held you down will break in the name of Jesus. 
That's what happens when we speak. You jubilate into a new level. By speaking bold, you lay hands on the issues and you pull down those things in Jesus' name. I need to run. The greatest opposition to utterance is your circumstance. That's the greatest opposition. When you look at your circumstance, you look at yourself, who am I to speak here? Your circumstance. Rocky was given a chance to come and speak. You know, the pre-match interview on TV. So they asked him, okay, the, the champion has made all the noise. He said, you too. Okay, you too, come and speak. He said, well, well I'm just going to fight. I'm just going to fight. But can I say something? And then he sent a word to his fiancée. I love you. The guy is going to fight. But he sent a word to what was most important in his life. Are you getting my point? And it's like that moment the girl felt on top of the world. The woman, and when he was being beaten, guess what gave him inspiration? The thought of the woman he was going to marry. You must understand in life that learning to say the right thing, learning to speak forth what is most important in your life gives you some special grace to be lifted. And that's what happens. He spoke out at the time that it was most important. Things that are extremely important in his life. Amen. Silence in the face of destiny is an attack and a destroyer. When you keep silent in the face of your destiny, it is an attack to your destiny and it's a destroyer of, of zeal. You have to go over that. You have to learn as a champion. Learn to speak the right things. This word of speaking is important. It's extremely important. Listen, for 40 days, Goliath did nothing else than just speaking. <laughs> He's a champion, isn't he? For 40 days, he got up and he was sending words, words to mighty men of Saul. And they felt, you know what? With the kind of thing this man is saying, nobody can go and fight. Just words. Do you know what gives you the greatest fear when you get a letter from your bank? It's words. So when Ezekiah got letter, words. Zedekiah was coming to take all his God. He took the letter to God. He said, God, these words are not for me. He's yours. <laughs> Do you understand this now? He took the words back to God. You must learn in life to take words that are not yours. Take it to God. That medical report is not yours. Take it to God. Words that are causing fear in your home. Take it to God and say, God, this is yours. I lay it on the altar. I put it on the altar. This is yours. Don't allow things to shake your faith and cause you to not go around in fear. Very, very important. The Bible tells us in Mark chapter 11, 23. He said, for surely I say unto you, whosoever will say unto this mountain. See that? You didn't go with a bulldozer. <laughs> whosoever will say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be cast into the sea. Whosoever will say, whosoever means whosoever. What if what if I, I have been caught in adultery in the past? Whosoever. What if I have stolen in the past? 
whosoever. What if I'm just new and born again today? Whosoever is whosoever. He has no grading. Are you following me now? Don't cancel yourself. Don't rule yourself out. The Bible says whosoever, whosoever shall say. Are you saying to your mountain? Whosoever shall say unto this mountain be cast out. What is the mountain before you this morning? You need to begin to say unto it. And say mountain be cast out. Mountain of financial ruin be cast out. Financial disappointment be cast out. Immigration problem be cast out. Mountain, whatever the mountains are, you will not doubt in your heart. Just cast it out. The devil is a liar. Every threat of the devil against your life will shut out this morning. In the name of Jesus. You will make it. You will survive. You will thrive in the name of Jesus. So when the devil comes threatening you, you have to answer it back. According to Philippians chapter 4 verse 13. He said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. My friend, you are not fighting this battle by yourself because you are emboldened by God. The Bible says in 1 John 5, 4, it says, whatsoever is born of God overcomes. You are an overcomer. You will overcome in Jesus' name. You will overcome. You are not speaking your words. You are speaking his words. You shall overcome in the name of Jesus. So no matter how dry your situation is this morning, I want you to know that there have been drier things than yours. No matter how dry, no matter how hard it looks, God brought his servants to the valley of dry bones. He said to him, young man, can these bones live again? Can this marriage make it again? Can this business pick up again? Can this church grow again? Can this thing start again? He said, Lord, you know. And the Bible said, prophesy. And as he prophesied, what did he do? He prophesied. He didn't apply medication. He prophesied. That medication in your hand, prophesy over it. Am I talking to somebody? Prophesy. Speak over it. Speak over your children. Speak over the resource. Speak over that situation. Prophesy. Somebody say prophesy. Prophesy over your marriage. Prophesy over your resort. Prophesy over that situation. In the name of Jesus, dry bones you will leave. The Bible says, as he prophesied, there was a rattling. There was a noise. As he prophesied, and then the Bible says, bones came together with bones. I commit you unto God who is able to save you and give you an inheritance among the saints. Your bones is coming together with bones. Your partners are coming together. Opportunities are coming together for you. In the name of Jesus. Jesus, as I prophesy, as I prophesy, in the name of Jesus, let me begin to round up. You see, in that story, rise up, I'm closing now. In Numbers 14, the Bible said, those spies, they came back, and with their mouth, they canceled miracles. With their mouth, they shattered destinies. But yours is going to be different. Because you are saying, we are able to take the land. In the name of Jesus, you are able to take the land in the name of Jesus. Champions will win. Listen to me. Champions may not always win every fight, but how you carry yourself at a time of loss determines whether you're a champion. How you carry yourself after that business deal determines whether you're a champion. Rocky did not win that first match like I said, but he carried himself like a champ. And when next he played this Apollo Creed guy, he won the next round. 
He won the next fight. Are you listening to me? You are winning. You are winning the next fight. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says in Isaiah 60 verse 1, it says, arise and shine. I decree in the name of Jesus, you are rising up. Your business is rising up. Your ideas are rising up. It's the time for your business to show up. You will shine in Jesus' name. You are a champion. You are shining. In the name of Jesus. Bible says in Exodus chapter 23, 25. He said you will serve the Lord your God. He will bless your bread. I command your bread to be blessed. I decree blessing upon your water. In the name of Jesus. I will take away sicknesses from your midst. Every kind of sickness that that terminates the life of a champion will not be your portion. In the name of Jesus, receive healing in your body. Receive health in your soul. In the name of Jesus, in Psalm 91 verse 14, the Bible says that because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I say that God will deliver you. He will deliver you. He will set you on high. He will set you on high. In the name of Jesus. He said with long life. With long life. With long life. I will satisfy him. I will satisfy him with long life. You will live your years in full. In the name of Jesus. He said I will show him my salvation. Be delivered in the name of Jesus. Everything that has held you down be broken. Be broken. Be broken. You will finish well. In the name of Jesus. Because of the mantle of Jesus Christ upon your life. Because of the blood you will leave. You will leave. In the name of Jesus. Receive angelic ministry this morning. Receive divine defense. Divine deliverance. In the name of Jesus. He said the angels are compound around your home. I decree in the name of Jesus. It shall be the wall of fire. All around you. All around your home. In the name of Jesus. In Psalm 44 verse 4. He said you are my king oh God. Command victories for Jacob. I decree perpetual victories. Multiple victories. In the name of Jesus. Victory upon victory. In the name of Jesus. Every battle requires a strategy. Receive divine guidance. Receive divine direction. In the name of Jesus. You will go in leaps and bounds. Your business will rise up this year. You are progressing this year. As a church you are progressing. As a family you are progressing. In the name of Jesus. You will hear the voice of God saying to you. This is the way walking in. In Jesus name. Isaiah 40 verse 31. He said they wait upon the Lord. They shall renew their strength. Receive renewed strength. Renew strength. Renew grace. Renew joy. Renew song. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. Receive wings and fly. Receive wings and fly. Receive wings and fly. Rise above that limit. In the name of Jesus. Every massive mountain be busting against you. They come down right now. Every massive mountain become a low ground. Become a low ground. In John 14 verse 16. The Bible tells us about the Holy Spirit. He said I will send you another comforter. Receive uncommon help. Uncommon guidance. Uncommon direction, uncommon strategy in the name of Jesus. He told John verse 2. He said, Beloved, I pray that you prosper in all things, and your soul will prosper too. I pray for you this day. In the name of Jesus, prosperity of your body, prosperity of your soul, prosperity of your pockets. In the name of Jesus. In Psalm 128, verse 2. He said, you shall eat the fruit of your labor. 
you will not labor for another man to take over. Did you hear what I just said? You will not gather together for another one to come and take over. Nobody will take over your household. Nobody will take over your business. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You will live your years in full. You will see your fruit of your labor. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Joshua chapter 1 verse 6. He said this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. I decree in the name of Jesus grace to meditate. Meditate upon it day and night. You will have good success. You will have good success. Your children will have good success. Your children will have good success. In the mighty name of Jesus. By God you will reign. By God you will prevail. You will prevail over your adversity. In the name of Jesus. May God uphold you with his right hand. May he uphold you with his right hand. May the Lord bless you. May he enlarge your course. May he enlarge your capacity. You are a champion. You are rising higher. You are rising higher. Shout amen somebody. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks go to all our partners who give generously to support our ministry. You are welcome to be one of us. Like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised in today's message, please do call us on plus 44 208 597 or you visit our website on www.hccenter.org.uk. May the peace of the Lord guard you and keep you till we meet again. God bless.